0: Gang, for over a year now, I've been talking about True Hemp Science full-spectrum CBD oils and how they've reduced my anxiety and helped me get better sleep without waking up feeling foggy and confused. I've also talked about the full-spectrum CBD bombs that relieved my hand pain last year and made playing piano and guitar much easier. Well, gang, today I'm going to tell you about True Hemp Science organic gummies made with full-spectrum hemp oil that are available now. They come in two different gauges. There are uh, 50 milligram ones that have 50 milligrams of CBD and 1.5 milligrams of THC. Then there are ones that are 100 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of THC. Absolutely delicious uh, lemon-lime slash orange flavors and also watermelon-black cherry flavors super super delicious. Now, now they also have a complete line of full spectrum CBD products including oils, tinctures, skincare lotions, sports rubs, chocolates, gummies, all kinds of stuff. Well gang, How Did I Get Here has teamed up with True Hemp Science to bring you a very special offer that benefits all of us. Spend $100 or more at truehempscience.com and you will get a free gift. Just enter the code H-D-I-G-H at checkout. There's a little code place there for you to enter it, H-D-I-G-H, and you will get a free gift with purchase. That's right. Go to TrueHempscience.com and balance your body and mind with True Hemp Science. Let's get down. Hey, gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, how did I get to access past the 20 last 20 episodes. Well gang, big surprise, as of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the from the vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. I had a good weekend, gang. I, uh, I went to Houston with my girlfriend, Jenny, and my dog, Rosie, and spent the weekend at my grandma's house with my grandma and my aunt, my cousin, Emily, my cousin, Jennifer, and a bunch of dogs. Everybody brought their dogs. My cousin, Jennifer, has two dogs. So every person had a dog. It was, it was as many dogs as there were people, and it was insane. Uh, Skyrocket played on Friday night. That was a good show. It was interesting. There was it was one of those shows where there's a long break between the sound check and the gig. You know, like the the sound check ended at 5 and then the gig started at 9:45. But um, it was kind of in the Galleria area and I wanted to shop for some new clothes, so I went walking around, went walking around for pretty much like I think what ended up being like almost 6 miles in those couple of hours looking for clothes. But I was wearing the wrong shoes, man, and I've had this huge bruise on my foot. That is, it's going away now, but it, it's it been bad the last couple of days. It's rough. Anyway, other than that, had a really good weekend uh, with my girlfriend, Jenny, and my family. It was really fun. It was really fun hanging out, being there with everyone, being there with all the dogs, even though Rosie did was a little bit uh, feisty on Saturday and got into a couple of fights uh, with the other dogs out of alphaness. There was some kind of alphaness that she has that she needs to let the other dogs know that she's the boss. I don't think she gets it from me. I think it's ingrained in her from maybe her previous parents or something. I don't know. She's crazy. But uh, she got it together and uh, she got put in timeout a couple of times and then, and then literally got it together and changed her attitude and was just very playful for the rest of the weekend. So thank God for that. Gang, I want to tell you about a couple of great shows coming up. One of them is if you live in New York City, uh, Skyrocket is playing this Friday, November 10th at Hill Country Barbecue now we love playing that place and we have not been in new york city in about five years i haven't been in new york in about five years so we are very excited we're going up there to play a public show on friday uh november 10th and then we're playing a private show saturday uh november 11th luckily in the same place so thank god um hey if you're there on thursday night our friends restos are playing there with graham weber who was just on the show recently they're playing there thursday night we're playing there Friday and Saturday. But listen, if you live in New York City, it's a great time. And this room is really fun, man. It's a, it's a place. It's the only place in the United States where Skyrocket plays and there's a giant, uh, Texas flag behind us. <laughs> That's the cool thing about this place. There's Shiner Bach. It's like a, you go down these stairs into this magical little room. It's kind of intense. Usually there's some celebrities there, even there from the news and stuff like that. Some cats that come out and see us. I'm not saying there's going to be, but maybe there will be. You never know. Um, you go down into this room and there's just this giant uh, Texas flag made out of blue jeans and white jeans and red jeans behind us. Anyway, looking forward to playing there. Very excited. Uh, you can find tickets for that by going to skyrockettheband.com and our dates are there. I also want to tell you about another date that's in the future, a solo show that I will be playing on Sunday, December, December 17th at Shoeshine Charlie's Big Top Lounge in Houston, Texas with uh, Anna Lamare and... Stunt driver. You can get tickets to that at continentalclub.com backslash Houston. I say get those tickets now. Shushan Charlie's is a small place. I've never played there. I haven't played in Houston in since like 2019 as a solo artist. So come on out and see the show. I'm very, very, very excited to play this show. Very or 20 wait, when did I play there? 2021. That's the last time I played there. So it's been a couple years. Like two and a half years since I played there. That's Sunday, December 17th. Uh, Stunt driver. Very, very cool band. They'll be closing out the night. I'll be playing in the middle. And my new friend, Anna Lamare, who coincidentally is our guest today on the show, will be starting off the show. So that's Sunday, December December 17th at Shoeshine Charlie's Big Top Lounge in Houston, Texas. Get tickets at continentalclub.com backslash Houston. Yeah, gang. Anna Lamarre is my guest on the show today. Now, she is really interesting. I met her at a show that I played this summer here in Austin. Someone introduced us and then uh, they were like, oh, you should have her on the show. She's really interesting. I listened to her music, thought she had some cool songs, thought she had recorded some cool demos. Now, she's not officially released anything. She's got no music on Spotify or anything, but it's music on SoundCloud. And uh, it's a bunch of demos. You'll actually hear one today. The reason why she's got no music out, like on Spotify and on Apple Music and Amazon and stuff like that, is because she just got started playing open mics like a year ago. And she's put the pedal to the metal. She bought a van. She gave up living in a place. She bought a van. She lives in a van and she just travels around playing music. She just played in in the UK. I think she played in Scotland and in and in England. And uh, you can see a bunch of videos of her playing at the Mucky Duck... I'll put a link to her LinkedIn thing because it has links to her SoundCloud where you can hear her music, bands in town, find out where she's playing. Now, she just lives in a van and is traveling. Right now, I think she's in Canada. She went up there to get her dog. But uh, anyway, she was in town a few weeks ago and we sat down and had this great conversation like what commitment. Like she really went from like not playing anything to playing some open mics to now she lives in a van all in the course of a little over a year. Fascinating. Total commitment and she's really, really good, man. She's a great songwriter. She's a great singer. She's out there. She's doing it. She's she's living that nomadic life. She was born in New York, raised in the South, and in Australia and in Europe, so she's kind of a worldly person, but she's got a great sense of humor. And you know what was very cool after the uh after the podcast, since she doesn't have anywhere to live, she was just gonna be driving around before the person she was staying with was gonna be home. And so I was going to meet my friend Jake for a burger, and I was like, why don't you come with us? Have a burger. And she did. And we just sat there for another couple of hours just laughing our asses off, having a great time. And then we ended up booking this show at uh, Shushan Charlie's together because I think she's just really cool. And she's really talented. And here's this new artist that has totally given up any kind of, like, comfort in life, moved into a van and is super excited about it, by the way. Like, she's super excited about it. Anyway, uh, I really liked her. I enjoyed talking to her. I'm very, very sure you'll be inspired By her story to get out and live your dream you know one day she's out there uh working for a whiskey company going and being like a whiskey salesperson then she starts working behind the bar at mucky duck and then she's like dude i'm gonna do this and she just did it now she's in a van in canada so without further ado please enjoy my conversation with this extremely talented and interesting human being anna lamare let's get down You live there? You, you seem like you live just like, you're like out there.
1: I have this car that I, I use as my, <laughs> as my home base. Is um, it like a
0: hashtag van life kind of thing?
1: Hashtag element life.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, Oh. yeah, yeah. yeah my friend yeah. Anor had one of those.
1: Yeah, I love it. Um, I kind of got scammed when I bought it, so yeah. I have to sell it soon, and I'm going to try to build out a van this winter that I can actually have a bed in and my dog can fit in and stuff, but for Aww. now, it's been great, so... Yeah.
0: So you'll travel and tour with your dog? Yeah. Rosie. Yeah. She's, she's, I'm trying to get her ready for it. I take her with me like to places where I know she can stay while I'm playing.
1: Yeah. That's kind of my intent to get a van that I can put AC in or, you know, um, actually have it. So if I have to go do a gig, she can be comfortable in the car. I don't have to stress about temperature control or anything because she's a big fluffy dog. So.
0: Oh, nice yeah she's nice
1: it's not, not like a swamp dog that can just handle it
0: <laughs> um what's this gig you're playing in San Mar uh, sorry New Braunfels
1: so there's a festival starting tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, or technically it's Thursday through Saturday but there's a kind of pre-party tomorrow it's called in a jam down by the river and so it's uh it's your jam uh, uh, is is it my jam In a jam in a jam no, no in a jam
0: in a jam like in a van but like okay okay (laughs) okay. yeah 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 Yeah, okay sorry sorry they did
1: a little pen i would love that though okay maybe next year it'll be in a jam jam. (laughs) yeah i'll do it like the weekend after (laughs) (laughs) we'll just keep the party going (laughs) um yeah it's in a jam down by the river they haven't done it all that many years it's relatively new um but there's a really i've listened to a couple of the people that are going to be playing so i'm doing tomorrow's pre-party and then I'm also going to be playing on Friday uh, with a song swap. And then um, there's people like John Fulbright is playing on Friday, which I'm really excited oh, that's cool. about. Um, yeah, I've, I've been toying. Did you ever see that movie Elizabethtown?
0: Yes, I okay. did, but I don't think I liked it.
1: Oh, that's okay. My, a lot of people didn't. It's one of my favorites, but it's like <laughs> it Wasn't
0: it Cameron Crowe or something like that? Yeah, it was okay. Cameron Crowe. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but there's just the there's just scene where one of the guys is like, He's like, man, we like, he's talking about how his band opened for, for this, this other band and, and like way down at the bottom of this tiny little print is like his band. But he's like, well, we almost did. Right, right, like, right. A couple people didn't show up. It's Patty like. Griffin's in that movie. Yes, she is. Yeah.
0: That's why I watched. There's
1: that. a lot of, there's a lot of like cameos in the film actually that are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who else, but I remember last time I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize she was one of the ones I hadn't realized at first. Uh, Paula was her name. The cooking lady from the South. Oh, uh, they Dean. don't like her. Paula Deen. She's did she get it. canceled? I think she might have. Yeah, she
0: she has a canceled vibe. Just like yeah. walking in, <laughs> it's just like this lady's gonna say something that's gonna bump I somebody know. out in here. I
1: know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This thankfully it was like, or I guess the movie was like fifteen or twenty years ago. So yeah, Patty it was a long t- time. T- uh, but yeah,
0: Patty was my uh, was my neighbor. Oh, cool. Back then, yeah, oh, I love her. Yeah,
1: yeah, I saw her a couple times last year. She was great. Yeah. Well,
0: oh, she's you saw. I've not seen her in a long time. I, I lost her in the divorce. Oh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I know. Because she was oh. my friend first. Oh. It's so sad. I
2: hate that. I hate it when that happened. <laughs> I've had that, that, that happen. But <laughs> I did. I lost her in the
0: divorce. I did see her at a thing uh, for a mutual friend of ours that had passed. There was a memorial of emotes. And I remember walking out and she was sitting on a cart. And I just kind of stopped and went. And she went. And that was it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I feel like you could do a song about that. How like you and Patty just nodded to each other after all this time. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, I have a difficult... I think you're really talented. Thank you. I think you're really cool. Thanks. And um, Appreciate that. I don't know what kind of music you're doing. Yeah. Like, that sometimes you're folk... Sometimes you're straight-up country, and it's weird, because it's like, almost like this real traditional kind of like...
1: Yeah, I, based on kind of, I guess, some of the live things you've seen, probably, too.
0: Well, the recordings, they're, they're like... I mean, it's like a band. The ones that are like a band are like a...
1: Oh, on SoundCloud that you've listened to. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool, okay. Cool, cool. And yeah. the videos
0: that I've seen mm-hmm. have mostly been like Mucky Duck stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, am I to assume, because I was looking at dates and stuff, you went from like open mic to like your own songwriter in the round with Natalie Price, who's my friend.
1: Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was actually speaking to her earlier today. Really? Um Yeah. So basically... Uh, do you want the the medium length version or kind of it's just a like explain man, that? Just, do, do, just do whatever, whatever. your most
0: com- whatever's the most entertaining <laughs>
1: okay all right so this one time uh, <laughs> um so basically i until about halfway through last year i didn't i didn't really i didn't know i was going to be doing this so i kind of made the decision well, kind of early last year, but then around around June of last year, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start pursuing music, but I gave myself about six months to kind of ease into the idea of it and start researching and practicing more and everything, I had maybe three songs memorized, and I had songs written, but I didn't even know how to, I didn't even remember how to play my own songs. Uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I know, I've already gotten grief for it. I was like, um, I'm but, not going to give but, you any grief, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, I, I know them now, which is good. Um, that's good. But yeah, yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> it's uh, very helpful. So um, I I kind of decided to dive in head first. I realized I was the kind of person who, if I tried to do it on the side, nonstop, I just would just put it off for forever. And so I started bartending at the Mucky Duck um, during the daytime so that I could kind of just... Have a little bit of time to work on the side, but then also come to you know go to gigs and get to know some of the local music community. Oh, they're open during the day. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because they have they have like fish and chips and stuff. Yeah, that place is good. The food is so delicious. Um, and yeah, so I did that until December, and then basically I was like, okay. I think I'm kind of ready, but I needed a couple more months. And so my best friend lives in Canada and she said, why don't you come up here and just sit your ass down for two months and like just do everything you need and then just start going out and performing. And so that's exactly what I did. So I put everything in storage in December um, and quit the job and and then drove up to Canada and kind of started my touring slash musical career from there randomly. And then kind of, (laughs) (laughs) and as you get to know me better, you'll be like, that sounds very Anna. Yeah. and then kind of just went on the road. And so I, I built out a little tour in Canada to start. And then um, by the time I left there, I had about an hour and a half memorized. And about a third of it was probably original music. And by and now I've probably got about an hour and a half of original music. And then, you know, probably about three hours total of music ready to go. Um, and, uh, and my music is, is kind of a mix of different genres. I, I kind of, I didn't really... I grew up with a little bit of traditional country, but not much in my life, but when I was about 22, I moved to North Carolina, and I was living in Chapel Hill for four years right after college, and I started booking bands at this venue called The Station, or The Southern Rail, which is um, just kind of this awesome little place, and it was seven days a week of music, and so I fell in love with Americana and Bluegrass and kind of all that stuff, and and then uh, that kind of informed a lot of my music writing as well. So now I kind of say that I'm Americana folk, but you know, with a, there's some Celtic Irish twists, because I love that stuff too and Scottish music. Yeah, yeah. And because I've been to Scotland now a couple times to play. Right. Um. This year and uh and then but then I also love the kind of like darker Southern Gothic kind of feel. Of, you know, um. I I listen to a lot of Tom Waits and but I also listen to. a lot. I lived in New Orleans for years and I love people like Daniel Lanois and that kind of ethereal kind of yeah. like, deep moody sound. So. Um, one of my kind of things I'm working on is honing that in
0: yeah i mm-hmm. i i would i that's the one thing that as a and i'm dude un, like this is totally unsolicited that's okay, uh, and you can just tell me to go fuck myself if you want to <laughs> uh, as they,
1: uh, as I say in friends of Afanapoli. Napoli. What? Vaffa Napoli. It just means go to Naples. But, okay. But it sounds <laughs> so, like, worse than it this is. Is it so <laughs>
0: terrible like in France to go to Naples? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, no, no. That, or, oh. no that's an Italian. Like, okay. uh, yeah, oh, it yeah. is Italian. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, it's Sorry. okay. But yeah, um, go ahead. Go to Naples.
0: It's like go to Jersey, like go to New York or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like they're, they're uh, I don't know what kind of producers or anything you've worked with, but it would be neato to take what you do on your own with guitar And, and really frame it in a more ethereal kind of dreamy way. Cause I Mm. felt like the country stuff that was recorded, nothing wrong with it. Mm. It just felt very straight and, 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 and this is not, but it felt very square. Yeah. Like it was, you know.
1: Fair enough. No, I, I I actually, so that's, I, I, totally get that. Um, when I did, there's two recordings I did while I was in Nashville, um, which are probably the the two big band ones you've heard, or okay. like the Oh My Sweet Carolina, yeah, cover yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff. Which is just a song, it's one of my favorite song. Oh, me too. Oh. And I love covering it, and I love doing it with other people on stage. But uh, I, and you know, I think they did an excellent job with it. Uh, but it is very natural, you know, the the, the demo that's out there, and uh, which is totally fine. But it's less my style than it is its style. <laughs> that's what I yeah. was
0: getting from. I yeah. didn't feel like you're. Because we're not watching like the, the, the just the different videos of you by yourself, Mm -hmm. really more. It's kind of like tuning into like who is Anna.
1: Yeah. I, I would say that that definitely pulls a slightly different direction. And I, I was really, I mean, I am excited about the recording in itself, but it almost feels like kind of like a side project yeah. in a way. But um, when I put it out on SoundCloud, I didn't really have a lot of demos or music. And, sure. And so I needed, to, I, it was more kind of like, let me put something out there so people can hear that I can sing something and that, and, and to have some music out for people to listen to and just kind of get a, you know, because I do cover that song a lot, but you're right. It is it is a very different sounding style than I would I would probably do if I sat down with a producer and, and put out my own album and right. all Yeah. 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 I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can you don't have to go to Naples. <laughs> yeah, it's okay.
0: <laughs> I can stay. But you should go because the pizza is
1: great. <laughs> I bet it is. It's really. So good.
0: you're you're just like uh, there's this there's I mean you, t- I'm getting this vibe that you're a person in motion. There's not a lot of like I'm gonna stay here for a while and do this thing for a long time. You you are in, is that you you were raised that way because you were moving? Okay
1: yeah yeah so my uh, my mom's a musician as well okay. um, she's in jazz uh, though these days she does more um, orchestral compositions and film scoring which is really cool but really? yeah yeah um her name's Denise Mangiardi, uh, which is my maiden name but um, it's a little harder to say so I decided to go with a slightly less difficult version of an Italian name which is Lamare. um but the
0: wait you're married
1: no I just made it up
0: Oh, because you said my maiden name, and oh, then I was like so oh. I
1: go by my mother's last or my okay. my my um like my birth certificate last name and my is all Nancy Sorry. okay That's right. I've just always gone by my mom's name until I added this
0: so okay, so you were born in the states.
1: I was born in New York, okay yes um, city Long Island okay yeah. and my mom and I moved around kind of by ourselves for a little while um, to different states and places and then she married my adopted father, who is Australian. And between her music job and his cartography job, we landed up just moving all over the states, all over the world. And I was abroad all of my formative years, basically all of my high school, all my college years. I was in Europe, and I um, and then I moved back to the states after that, which is when I went to North Carolina. And so and because I'd been moving my whole life, I kind of just stayed at it. So I was between I've been between North Carolina, New Orleans, Australia, and Houston, I guess, until. December of last year so the movement in motion are you like thing. 45 or something <laughs> no I'm okay 30, 36 okay yeah um, you, man
0: you do not even look like you I thanks. literally thought you were like 22.
1: Thank you. Did I meet you yes. at the
0: Hotel Vegas or the you other thing?
1: You met me uh, at oh, Because you thought I was uh, Jane
0: Ellen Bryant. Yes Yeah. yes. I still do. <laughs> I have to keep on going like you're not Jane. Don't call her Jane. Don't call her Jane. Don't call her Jane. Call her Jane. You know I'm who not, what I'm talking about now?
1: I do because I followed her after that. You resemble yeah. her, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not I get wrong. that. No, yeah. no, you're not wrong. Okay. No. Um, I'm just the blonde version, I guess. Yeah. It, which is uh, to just talk about hair color, not my mental state. <laughs> now that yeah. I know yeah. her,
0: <laughs> now that I know you a little better, uh, I can say you're also a lot more clothed. And she's half naked half the oh. time now. I don't even know what's going on over there.
1: Well, good for her. Half yeah, the time I get, no, no, her. no. She's got
0: no reason not to be. You're but right. it's always one of those things where you're someone's friend. and You're like, hey, you're naked all the time.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> like you're someone's. Birthday. It's hot here, right? It is hot.
1: <laughs> I um uh yeah that was that was funny because you, you like you were in the middle of the show and you were like. That is not Jane Ellen Bryant. In case anybody's wondering why I keep looking over here.
0: <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you became um, her.
1: Yeah. I was like a newbie in the crowd. I was like, nobody look at me. I'm just quietly sighting Well, she,
0: she sang on my last EP, so it was oh, like cool. one of those things. We're like, get up here.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, I would have gotten up. I yeah. just put none on your songs. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been awesome. We do like twinkle, twinkle, little star <laughs> together.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So, okay. So I was just, I was trying to get a timeline of yeah. sort of how your, and it's pretty fast right and also it's a different yeah. you you have a different style of career than than people i've seen like you're to have gone and played in Scotland twice is not something most people that haven't released a record officially you know what i mean like yeah. you're doing a lot of of really interesting and cool stuff how are you coming up with this because it's strange?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not normal. No, it's, it's cool not, as shit. It's not normal, but and it's not I, normal. I'm kind of doing everything backwards a little bit. You know, I, I from everything I've, I did a lot of research on you know, how to how to make it in the business and like, you know, <laughs> and you know, other, you know, podcasts and all these things trying to get an idea of like what people do, what works. What do they say? Uh, they say, start in your hometown and build out a community and go from there. But <laughs> you is, had
0: to listen to podcasts if find that?
1: No, I just, <laughs> I'm
0: but I mean, with I'm with but,
1: but like, yeah, but it, it's, uh, you know, I, to be fair, I've never done anything normally anyway. And so, um, because I've always been traveling because it's so natural for me to be on the road as a human being, um, outside of a career path. It just, I kind of just, you know, I realized that, you know, at some point I'm, I'm in order to make money and, and survive doing this full time. Like I need to be out and I need to be playing and I need to be building up audiences, but yep. because I'm not really from anywhere, I don't have like a home base. Right. right, right. So that idea was already kind of like half real anyway. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I, so I, you know, I went up to Canada and I didn't really intend for that to, to be a place where I'd start playing music originally, but then I did a couple gigs and I fell in love with it and I fell in love with the people there. Um, and then, you know, we're in Canada, uh, BC. Okay. So I did Vancouver, some, uh, some of uh, Victoria and Vancouver Island. And then I went into the interior a little bit as well. And, um, and then, you know, the West coast kind of going up and down that was more just, it's in between here and there. And then I found some really cool places along the way as well. And, um, my mother lives in London and I've already been obsessed with Scotland for a really long time. And, uh, I knew that I, that that's a place that I want to spend time in my life. And I, and I've already written songs about how I, I love Scotland and I have stories of Scotland and I kind of have like a little, yeah, I read all these history books on it and, and you know, all that stuff. And so my friend, um, you know, Libby Coke, Uh, she's, she lives in Bastrop, I think, but she's, she's a Texas singer, songwriter, country Americana. Um, and she and I did a mother's day show in Houston together about, uh, six months ago. And she's, we realized that I was going to be in the UK when she was in Scotland for a festival. And she's like, well, if you can get your ass up there, like crash on a couch, get to know people and start doing this. And I was like, okay. So I got, I spent a week up there and then I took myself back five weeks later to do my own little baby tour. So I could keep it like keep the momentum going and get to know people on my own, um, and then yeah, and I, it's kind of all I have kind of a a, a vision of places I want to go and spend energy and time and try out and take a little bit of risk, but then also kind of see you know how I do. Um, for example, when I was in BC, some a lot of the people there were like, oh, well, have you been to the east coast of Canada? Like way out, you know, where where all the Irish and Scottish kind of descendants have. you know, have all um, emigrated to. And uh, they're like, they love your music there. You have to go. And I, like, I already know I love Maine and the, like, super Northeast anyway. So I was like, well, that would be an awesome place to go try to spend, you know, three or four weeks and just see what happens. It might go really well. It might not. I don't know. So I'm kind of just in that place where I love traveling. I'm trying to trade off, like, use an excuse. I I don't have a house, so I'm in my car anyway. And so I might as well just go try to play in different places and see where traction works and all that stuff but yeah
0: yeah the uh it's the it's i guess honestly this sounds weird mm. but i i, I it makes sense because you, you you're mature and there's there's a lack of desperation to your approach that's so refreshing <laughs> 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 i mean really like such a nice uh like, I feel like you found a way to incorporate your life into this thing that consumes your life to the point where you don't have a life anymore, but you'll still have one because you enjoy traveling. And that's right. what you're, you, know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that makes it's it's definitely a, been trying to, you know, because you have to find a balance. but you do. It's definitely a job yeah. that takes over like pretty much every day in yeah. some aspect. And so if you can do that and also, in places and and also it means I get to go see my family you know I have family up and down both coasts and then in the UK and in Australia if I can find excuses to kind of bring those things together it means I'm not really doing this completely alone either which is nice you know friends as well of course but yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so it seems like it might get a little lonely I mean do you do you feel a little sometimes a little like a satellite just floating in the space
2: oh like Like Major Tom (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking of like the
1: iRobot when like you know the really sad ending, um, or not iRobot. What was the uh, Wally? Wally. Yeah, you knew Wally, what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> IRobot is like Robin Williams or something, right? Um, or one of those. Uh, I just don't want
0: everyone to know I watch cartoon movies by myself.
1: Oh, well, I I don't know a person who saw Wally and didn't cry. Or yeah, no, yet, I, right? I that
0: one and the guy with the guy with the balloons and
2: the,
1: the oh up uh, oh my god. I mean, you just needed to see that little. That was a mini. That was just that was, a was little ugly. Mini cry that, that was sad. that that
0: was that was. That was heavy
1: it was really heavy yeah and sweet yeah it yeah. was well, sweet um and then the movie starts and you're like well, fuck. I know,
0: I know. what's gonna happen to me now um so a, a couple of quick questions logistical questions yeah. that i have just from a, a musician to musician standpoint is uh-huh. that when you're going up and down these like doing the west coast like mm-hmm. you did what kind of gigs are you playing like are they so it's been a mix pretty bad
1: are they pretty bad? <laughs> I mean,
0: are you? how are you doing? Are you booking it before you go down? And are you playing every day? And like what? what, is it coffee shops? Is it?
1: Yeah, it's been a mix. Um, so uh, I'm definitely right now, I'm, I'm trying to get my first 100 gigs under my belt. So I'm like, just that's just like a random goal. Just like see how you feel after 100 gigs. Like wait, what have you done? You know, kind of just use it as a set point. And I think I'm at like, I'm in the 50s. Kind of thing, fifties maybe sixty. That's
0: interesting because you there there is a stoicness about you and a calm about you that that what I'm saying is like a lack of desperation, <laughs> but not, not like it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. But there is a a a a a, 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 conf, a confidence, like a, a quiet confidence. You're not like a dick or something on stage, but you're like
1: rule number one. You're you there. Be a dick. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You read the book <laughs> but, uh, you know <laughs> no, no
1: that was I used to sell whiskey and for a living, and um, I went to like a whiskey summer camp, and that was like the only rule of of whiskey summer camp just don't be a dick. that was before that book came out.
0: Wow, yeah, must be hard to uh some people that are already kind of dicks and it's bubbling under the surface as soon as that whiskey hits, like the second one yeah, Here it comes,
1: yeah. The whiskey is always cast strength too, so it's like you only need one.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's. uh I feel like we should do a series of podcasts. Like every time you come back through, like mm-hmm. come by, okay, and uh, I'll even fix you lunch or dinner since you're traveling. Now I feel like Aww. I'll like like you know what I mean. Like and I
2: won't say no because you're traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like your your Cuban grandma.
1: Be like I went to Johnny Gaudy's and all I got was this, was this rambler. <laughs> I, know,
0: I know what I don't have any food even though I feel fine. so bad.
1: You're fine. <laughs> I had a kolache at the stop on the way because I hadn't stopped at that place on Yet. Which one or did you do, Wyckles
0: or or? How do you say it? Why? Yeah, Wichels or Haruskas?
1: Yeah. Oh shoot! Because one
0: of them, I hit Hruskas on the way back because it's on this side, and I hit Wyckles. It was on the right there. side
1: coming towards Austin.
0: Okay, it was Haruskas. Okay, we got to slow down to fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, yes. I know what you're I just
1: about. yelled that. Sorry. There's uh, a great yes.
0: great snack selection in there. There
1: is fantastic. I, I also got some like goat milk lotion that was cedar.
0: Yeah, f- they they flavored. have flavored. <laughs> they they seem to like. It almost seems like they're not that but they they know cuz it feels they, very trumpy over there and no offense they, if you're like super trumpy no, but it feels very trumpy over there yeah. in, in Columbus they have that car place that always has like super right wing
2: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, things yeah. on there but they're like but we also have goat milk lotion right yeah. exactly. but i, think, <laughs> so like, I we're, feel we're like they even, know even,
0: right? i feel like they know who's driving through <laughs> they do. you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean because yeah. those t-shirts when you know go to audience. the bathroom like there are some intense like oh, like a picture of a gun that says my my uh my second protects my first
2: oh
1: wow <laughs> they must have been really excited when they came up with that one
0: <laughs> and then they have goat milk solution for people like us oh no we have goat milk solution too for the hippie people
1: yeah right <laughs> they're like oh this girl got cedar she must be a real hippie <laughs> there was it was like that or like raspberries and cream and i that was like you know, when i was 13 i'm
2: not doing raspberries and
1: cream
0: how do you, uh, it's difficult to stay eating healthy on the road like that when you're, do you kind of keep a food situation and kitchen in your van going? Yeah. Like, do you camp out? Uh,
1: so, I have, I basically, so the cool thing about the element, I don't know if you've seen the inside I, of them. Yeah. Yes. You know how, like, once I can kind of pop up and uh-huh. stay, so you can make a box in there. So, I put one down completely flat. So, it's a bed already okay. made. And I have, like, a, you know, all the stuff on there. And then I shove everything into the other side. So, it's kind of just like a you know, little, little kind of thing. And um, I have a cooler. Um, it's, a, it's a George Dickel cooler actually um, More whiskey But um, it's uh, I just have like <laughs> I have all my My things that are very necessary to me Like my cayenne pepper And my bay leaves And all my Italian things um, And then I I don't know I, I've always kind of eaten healthy I, I didn't really grow up Going to uh, Through fast food And stuff like that sure. Um So think I'm like I'm kind of in, in the medium 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 healthy territory yeah. um so i try to pick up like bags of apples and like cheese sticks instead of like you know right, hamburgers right. or whatever or fried chicken which i really love but um i guess because you're going
0: around. on the road too as kind of an adult to your approach to eating is because i started going on the road when i was like 20 right until i was 35 and i can't even begin to tell you how many
1: <laughs> yeah
0: quarter pounders I've eaten in my life it's probably pretty gross
1: (laughs) it wasn't until
0: after that that I kind of got a little hipper
1: it's I'm trying to figure out for me I'm kind of in that like Mm. because I've always been kind of like a raw snacker anyway Mm -hmm. so I love like I love just cherry tomatoes or like raw green beans or hummus and you know just stuff that's just very um, you seem to
0: have very healthy skin and I think that all of that stuff is a reflection of 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 preservatives pretty being put in your body and shit like that
1: yeah I mean it definitely makes a difference I also haven't been drinking for two weeks which has probably helped oh, as really? well yeah I stopped drinking for a little while which I'm really excited about um and so that's probably also why. My what
0: what was the, what was the, were you like, I got to stop drinking?
1: Well, I, I've kind of, I was a bartender for 15 years. So it was, it's been. This is the,
0: you have, there's so much there's, I, that's what I'm saying is you need to come. I think you need to come through and we need to do a series. Okay. Cause yeah. it is pretty fascinating.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I am um,
0: like the life stuff about you is really fascinating. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> you stay right there. Um. I, I basically, b- drinking has just been part of my like daily life for so long. Yeah. And I've taken breaks before, but I just kind of, I just found it was, it was seeping its way into into my life every single day. And yeah. I, I don't really binge drink and I, you know, I, I mean, I, every once in a while I would have, I'm, some of my best friends in Houston are all sommeliers and, and wine people. And so I get spoiled with really good wine all not the time bad. and i love all sorts i like beer wine spirits that are you know um i have a passion for the flavor and the pairing and the sharing of it which is why i have such a hard time not doing it right um but you know i just i i started doing some really intense work on adhd or like uh, research on uh-huh. adhd because i realized that i was that um and there's so much of a link between uh like dopamine the prefrontal cortex you know kind of your 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 dopamine levels and um kind of how that can affect your ability to like focus and do your job and be able to you know executive dysfunction and all these other things even down to like there's there's something called rejection sensitivities um either what does that mean it means um People who are like people pleasers or, you know, you might have a slightly more intense reaction to negative um, kind of feedback and or just being like actually rejected. But there's also a lot broader kind of things that it can play into that don't seem as obvious. And you're like, oh, yeah, I got to do that, you know, Um, but more the executive dysfunction for me because my life now uh is i like my ability to survive and succeed at this, and for succeeding right now my my definition is just be able to support myself and be healthy while mm-hmm. doing it, yeah and be able to afford to be healthy yeah um I can change that a little bit later once i 'm bit on the road a bit more and ha- maybe have some music out but um the uh right now I have a lot of I have a lot of like a d h d issues with with that executive dysfunction where I have a really hard time if I want me to do booking emails and sometimes I'll I'll like, I'll put it off for way, like way longer than that's. Yeah, and yeah, even when too. it's down to the wire, like my body will be like, well, you know, just, why don't you just go organize everything into spreadsheets that make, that you don't need to do right now. Cause it feels better. Than yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, uh, <laughs> and so I was like, okay.
1: So I found a new therapist that I was like, who I, I actually found the therapist because I was looking for somebody to talk to about, um, uh, Belonging and community kind of things because I've been moving my whole life. I'm I've got I'm called what's called I'm defined as a a third culture kid. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. And so like we have all of these things that we deal with, and there's all these issues because just real
0: quick, yeah, I moved around like crazy. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: so yeah, TCK is like there's all this research about us, and Mm -hmm. there's all this, you know, you tend to do this, and you're really good at this, but you also have really big issues with that, and. So I found a therapist for that and then by the time I sat down with her, I had like gotten into this ADHD hole and was like, well, I'd actually like to focus on this first because I need to get some tools to survive um, and do this job well Yeah. Um, because, you know, as you know, there's like a thousand hats with this job and yeah. switching between being a booking agent and a marketing person yeah. and a musician and a writer and, yeah. a, you know, a per- somebody who goes out and meets people, you know, they're all different energies. Um and so, that's I decided to stop drinking because I needed to be able to kind of just bring that together and and just see like what I needed to to do it better yeah. and 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 to reframe my relationship with it so it's more celebratory than habitual so.
0: I really respect that. I'm glad that you opened up about that. There might be people Thanks. listening that are, are are experiencing that same, that are at that crossroads with their relationship with whatever it might be.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you know? it's it's been. I already feel way better. I've also found out there's a lot of musicians even here in Austin who like don't drink, which has been really helpful. Yeah. Um, and I downloaded that Reframe app. It's been I, about seven. I downloaded the Reframe app about a week ago. What is it? It's um. Think of it as kind of like a, a five minute a day focus on not drinking but a lot more from the scientific standpoint and with a little bit of kind of baby work that you do every day sure. so it, it kind of talks you through all the things that happen with your brain and your body while you're not drinking or when you drink yeah and it and it also gives you little exercises to be like okay well like let's work on your why why are you not drinking write this down and then now that it's written down put it somewhere you can remember it so if you're having a hard time and then, and every day there's something else that's kind of just supposed to be there to kind of just help you adjust a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's been helpful for me because I like I like the science and the rational side of things when I when something like this can feel really emotional and vague. Yeah, you know. So yeah.
0: Um, my uh, did you meet my girlfriend that night, Jenny?
1: I did. Yeah.
0: She she's sober twenty years.
1: Oh wow! That's On
0: awesome. purpose.
2: Yeah. That's she was awesome. she was
0: out of control yeah apparently um but i don't i don't have that kind of relationship with alcohol like mm-hmm. i don't really drink it mm-hmm. here i don't drink by myself i mean i will sometimes but yeah. not it's a real it's an odd thing because i do find where it is a crutch is that socially i feel awkward and like i'm gonna fuck everything up mm. with people if i don't remember them or you know what i mean mm. like things like that where you know i've had people like yell at me and like you know uh. where you are just like you know jesus so uh, i i'm still pretty fascinated with like that you're just so when you're booking these emails like, how are you... Are you researching, like, the towns you're going to yeah. and, yeah. like...
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we did kind of kind of start on that. And, um, yeah, So... Sorry. No, it's all right. I, um... It's
0: ADD tangent. Right? I know. Tangent party. <laughs> and
1: henceforth. <Yeah. laughs> now we know why.
0: <laughs> they almost made a point about 60 times. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what I did is, when I spent those couple of months in Canada, I basically started a very in, in detailed spreadsheet uh, each like I have a sheet for Canada a sheet for US a sheet for UK Ireland Scotland or UK Ireland um, including Scotland and um, I basically started doing you know state by state listing towns within those states and then every time somebody told me about a place I would write it in there every time I started following a bunch of musicians and I stocked all of their bands and towns. And so I looked at all their past shows in the last couple of years, and place, so places that were still open and running. Uh, I even like found house shows through them, just saying house show, and then looking, googling house show in that town, and then reaching out to everyone I could find within that Google search. And and some I actually got a couple house shows out of that, which was really cool.
0: Then um, those house shows are usually good. They are. Yeah,
1: and so I was really grateful that they came up. That was. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So um, I only
0: laugh because I came in in rock and roll bands, uh, and as I play solo, I'm a rock and roll guy that plays solo, right? And I still, I have this feel like I feel weird, and when I've done people's house concerts, like yeah, I'm like, right, Why really. Why you want me to come to your house? <laughs> so there's that, and then there's also uh, I don't think a lot of people want me in their house. like you saw me. You don't want that guy hanging out like too long or like after the show? So I thought
1: the house and the house one, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Uh, uh, how did you find the, the house concerts? You just found them through those other people's bands in town. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah.
1: yeah most of them I found that way. I did start using um uh, side door access okay. as well, um, which is more prevalent in Canada. Um, so it's easier to find shows up there, but it's it'll get better. And, uh, and anyone who wants to host a house show, you can go to side door access and then you can find people who make calls for your area and then you can host them when they're coming your way. It's pretty awesome.
0: That is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. They have some cool house concerts in Houston, too. Don't they? They do there's have a, a couple. I haven't there's done. There's one any... in the Heights that's like a big deal.
1: Yeah, I I haven't done any of them yet. Um, I need to get on that. Um, but yeah, there there are quite a few. I know there's tons here. Um, I met a number of people that do them, and um, Texas is pretty good about house shows. I've noticed. Yeah. Um, I think it also. Place the fact that there's more space here, so there's bigger property. Right. And so there's more space to host and people. And it's
0: also a culture, even outside of like the Americana singer songwriter, it is a culture of yeah. singer songwriters in Texas, country music and yeah. storytellers and people going from town mm-hmm. to town. And do, that's been a tradition yeah. here for a long
1: time. I've noticed there is a lot in the Pacific Northwest. I haven't managed to get into any of them because yeah. most of the people I found are like, they want to see you at a show first. But I'm like, well, I can't play a show for you unless. It's like a catch-22, right. so it's hard to get those, um, but I'm working on it. Um, so, yeah, I've done some house shows. I've done some uh, I've done some bars. I've walked into some bars and been like, hi, I'd like to play here one day. And, like, I had a place in San Francisco that they're like, oh, we just lost our person for tonight. I was like, I'll be back in an hour. Like, so there's been – I do a lot of kind of cold calling into places um, when I'm in town anyway for the next time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I can – Go I, by and, and – Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. There's such you gotta, a – it's hard do to do it without face to face stuff. It is, yeah.
1: it is, and I like, and I learned that from from selling liquor. You know, like I could email and call as many people as I wanted, but as soon as I walked in the door,
0: and you apply those same principles yeah. to this, which yeah. a lot of people don't do,
1: they don't, and because they're in the
0: arts and their heads up their own ass.
1: Well, it's also scary if you're not. It's scary. It, it, it's really hard to walk in if you, it's not something that you are forced to do. You know, I, I still have to talk myself into doing it half the time. And I'm really glad I do every time I do. But I'll, I'll, I will I'll make a lot of excuses not to go into a place, even though I know it's the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, because it's just, you also want, like, if you're not in the right mood or mindset, yeah. you know, and you go in and you're like, hi, it's like, it's like <laughs> I just have to wheel in my bag. And the people are like, oh God, you're just another salesperson, right? <laughs> like, you're like the person at the door with the watches and their best. It's just like... <laughs> That's how it feels, right?
2: <laughs> you want to yeah, buy a what? Yeah, <laughs> you want to buy a what?
1: You want to buy a musician just for one night? That sounded weird. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, so some of those have happened. I, I and Then I just did a lot of Google researching. There's a lot of the bigger towns like Portland, like P- Seattle, You know, London, so they, they'll have websites that somebody who loves music has developed – to help people find where music is. Right. And so it'll be just like a free resource website and it'll usually be something that was built in 1995, but it'll have a let <laughs> you know, yeah. and there won't I be a lot of, sense. yeah. <laughs> and there won't be a lot of information, but everybody that they can think of and right. their mother will be listed on there and you can go down that line and start yeah. reading them. I don't, I don't really go, I can't go anywhere yet where they ask me what my draw is because I don't have one yet. Yeah. So I have to do opening gigs, coffee shop gigs, um, wine bars, uh, house shows, um, yeah, stuff like that. But it'll—I'm starting too slowly, but surely. Like at the duck, you know, I I do songwriter nights where there's a couple of us that we can all kind of work to draw in a room. You yeah, know, because that's how they make their money, and um, and so. But like I'm, you know, I, I'm I am noticing a little bit. I'm noticing there's there's a trickle down effect. People are. Slowly starting to kind of build a little bit, which is really nice. And, yeah, and it's hard when you're not in the same place a lot either. But so it's going to be a, a longer time to get more in different places as opposed to spending one, t- you know, more right. saturated. Right. But it, I think it'll all work out to be about the same in the end. Just yeah, to, yeah.
0: I uh, I I just I really respect your approach to this and the all in approach too. Is like, wow, that's scary, man. You got mm-hmm. balls, ovaries, or whatever it is you <laughs> have. whatever whatever it is you're working with over there they're they're tough thanks yeah you're a tough person um do you do you have like some kind of idea of recording and making like how do you sell merch i do sell merch yeah
1: i have have t-shirts and hats and patches and i make handwritten lyric sheets um and i feel like i have other things oh i i do oh yeah i do demos on usb sticks in a little bag with a sticker so people can have like some demos on there yeah yeah so it's like the closest thing to a cd i have
0: kind of that's thing. awesome but
1: they actually work out because you can throw other things on there too like artwork or you know a nice note or something you know? is is naka still a thing that sounds really familiar.
0: The college thing where you go and you go and perform, and they kind of bid on you <gasps> oh, when you perform. It's comedians and a lot of solo acoustic people, and that, like, it's
1: like the national thing, kind of where you national
0: association of collegiate activities. Y- I think is that right?
1: Yeah, I that sounds something like very that. good. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I believe I, I think it is. I um, it seems like one of those things that you kind of it's like a full energy for to get through the system yeah. and then just play the system. But from what I understand, you can you can do well and make money doing it, you, yeah. but you can also oversaturate really quickly. Yes. And you also don't gain a lot of followers cause they're all in college and they don't really care about you.
0: I played a few of the gigs talking okay. to a guy from there, uh, was on a tour uh, like in 2006, me and this other guy, we did like a uh, six week.
1: Yeah, I'm curious like, how your US experience.
0: Um, and we booked that all ourselves, but he had this NACA connection guy and he was like, okay, yeah, no, I'll put you in these gigs. And they were like fucking lunch rooms at lunchtime mm-hmm. at like Kansas State University yeah. or some shit. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. something where like nobody cared, yeah. like literally nobody except like the security lady right. over there.
1: Right. You know, Yeah. And it's, I, I don't, I have no problem playing the shows i need to do to survive and right. you know I, I feel like you have you you have two different kinds of jobs almost like you yeah. you, you do your singer songwriter thing and then you do got job you do gigs to like be able to pay for your gas right. right like you
0: know? mexican restaurants for three hours and yeah like <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know if they'd hire me but but i'll do it if but they that's will. where yeah. those
0: covers all come into play i mean i know like right. you know there was a point i was i was on like a major label and everything and, mm. and had this band and everything and uh and then was like totally like hit, just hit a wall mm. and had to kind of reinvent what I was doing. And during that time I, uh, I toured playing keyboards and guitar with a band mm. and, uh, and then I got divorced and it kind of like hustled some gigs. I had a friend that booked all of that, you know, El Arroyo, the people that put the funny signs out. Oh yeah.
2: yeah, yeah so
0: yeah. they, they had like, like five different places. I was doing like four a week. Wow. And it, While it did pay, yeah, and it was good back then, yeah, uh, it was turning me into kind of a drunk, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, gigs can get kind of depressing after a little while. Sure, I'll play Margarita Bill, dude, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) I do need to, I do need to build up a little bit more of my covers repertoire because I I just, I've just learned covers of songs I love, but right, but but one, yeah, those situations,
0: you got to do something that, yeah,
1: I, I would say that for you know. For, I think every, every, if there's a crowd and I'm playing all my covers, I would say every single person there will know at least one of them, but it's always going to be a different one because it's just a weird mix of different artists and genres and stuff that, yeah. So I need to, I need to get,
0: it feels like to do that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a different job than, than what, yeah, you did at Monkey Duck with, with Natalie and the other person. Right. Right. Who was the other person?
1: Uh, Katie Rushing. So she, she's also, I know her name. Yeah. So she actually did the, we, she was part of the Mother's Day. Uh jam I did with Libby as well. But okay. she's also in a band called Doves in the Hollow. Um, but she's based in Houston. She's great. She's awesome.
0: Is she a photographer?
1: Um, I don't, not that I'm aware of, but she may be. Um, we're just getting to know each other okay. a little bit better. But she's, she's she's a great musician. She's a sweetheart. I really love her. I just played yeah. in Houston
0: the other night. Oh. I should have told you.
1: It's, I was only there last night. Oh. Yeah, I was in New Orleans yesterday okay. morning. Yeah.
0: Well, you missed it.
1: I did. we
2: would you play? <laughs>
0: <laughs> At Last Concert Cafe. Oh, cool. I they like got rid place. of the sand.
2: Oh. Huh. What's, yeah. What's there now?
0: Uh, AstroTurf.
2: Okay. All
1: right. Yeah. It's way better than yeah. sand. Yeah. Yeah. That is way better. Yeah. Less hot, too.
0: Yeah. It was less hot of a show. But We had some, we had a couple of shows this summer where people were like writing us, like, can you guys play inside, please? It's like, mm. the thing is, is like that place. Like, I mean, there's, there's places that have like production. Like if you play like House of Blues, like a huge chunk of money comes out mm. for the production because yeah. they have a monitor guy, they have two lighting guys, they have two sound people, they have a person backstage working your thing, and you got to pay all these people mm. out of your out of your thing. Yeah, but uh, for some reason, those guys are last concert is like Continental Club. It's like. What comes in the door is just yours. Yeah. And so it's really fucking good.
1: That's great. The Ducks like yeah. that too. They yeah. take really good care of their people. Yeah. There's
0: very few places like that in my Like there 310 are. is a great place to play, but the unless you can do a high enough ticket, like what comes out of the door is just rough because mm. they don't deal with a bar. Like the oh. 310 and Moody Theater, the bar is a separate company like when you go to mucky duck they're they're their own bar
1: right so right.
0: yeah they make a lot of money so they can give you the door
1: well i really I, right. they, they make their money for that night based on food yeah. and drink sales yeah yeah. yeah yeah anyway yeah um well cool how'd it go
0: Oh, it was great. Yeah? It was okay. great. Yeah, okay. we have a really good thing. I've been in this band. It's a it's a cover band. Oh, cool. And uh, we've been doing it for a long time. Like, you know, since we started in like 2001, but we really started really going in like 2006. What and, kind of cover band? Uh, 70s and 80s super hits.
2: Cool. Yeah. Oh,
0: and we had done yeah. an all ladies show oh, that yeah. night. Oh,
1: yeah. I knew about this, actually. Yes, it's coming yeah. back now. No. Cool. I was um I was talking with my friend in New Orleans. Uh, his name's Dave Jordan. Uh, he's a, he plays there and we were talking about all of our cover band ideas the other night. It was fun.
0: What's your best cover band idea?
1: Mm, I've got, uh, I, an all women, uh, Depeche Mode cover band called De Puss Mode. (laughs) I just need to learn some of the songs though.
0: Wait, I thought of a thing today about you. That is a fucking great idea. (laughs) If you don't do it. I'm doing
1: it. You can't be in day puss mode. It's a women band.
0: I've an all I have an all female band. In fact, my, yeah, my band okay. right now is, is all female. Mm. Again.
1: But I also thought about doing just like a fun kind of mixed alternative covers band called Hottie and the Cockblocks.
0: That's good. Not as good as De Puss Mode. Oh my God. <laughs> that is just that's amazing. So I thought you should have a podcast uh about your travels. Like a travel slash music podcast mm. called just spoken around with Anna.
2: <laughs> I like that.
0: Isn't that nice?
2: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah,
1: that is sounds awesome. nice. And yeah. I, I do have the mouth of a sailor, so that actually works really well. Yeah, yeah. and it's
0: poking around is cute. Yeah. Like if you don't put a G on it, like spoken yeah. around, yeah, it's cute. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm very. It's interesting when you when you kind of have an idea of what somebody's like, and there's not enough music of yours out there for me to sink my teeth into yeah. who you are. So I'm learning it as we go. So there's some preconceived notions where I thought. Like, uh, you, Natalie mm-hmm. is a pretty, like, uh, like a, not a big cuss person. Mm-hmm. She goes to church and she's, she's, she's very, she's not a disgusting human being. <laughs>
2: she's, uh, she's not a disgusting I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate
0: that. So I kind of thought that seeing you with her, that you might be a little bit more. So I didn't want to bring up the in around right away.
1: Oh, yeah, don't worry Until about that later. with me. No, yeah. you're fine. I um I well uh, I'll remind you a bartender of fifteen years. That's and, right. And yeah, most yeah, of it was in the French thing. quarter. So oh, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, not, nothing Nothing like that will ever offend me. Um, but, I, and I do have the mouth of a sailor.
0: Did you play there? Are there places to do solo shows there in New uh, Orleans?
1: In New Orleans, there are places. It is more of a band atmosphere yeah. in New Orleans, but there are locations that do um, solo stuff. So I did I I did kind of like a, it wasn't really an open mic. It was kind of a open floor for people to play and pass the hat um, sure. at a brewery right off Frenchman Street called Brew Corée. Um, but it's like B-R-I-U-X, I-E-U-X. Um, and, uh, that was really fun. And then I, and then my friend Dave, um, so his his band is Dave Jordan and the NIA and they did a John Prine tribute at the Maple Leaf, um, on Friday. And so I got up and did a number of songs with them for that, which was really fun.
0: You know a bunch of John Prine songs. Now I
1: do. Now you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I knew, I knew a bunch of them lightly, but not enough to get up and play. So I am. I did, or we did together, um, well, I did Clocks and Spoons, which um, is one that I kind of just found going through his repertoire and fell in love with, Um, and then we did uh, In Spite of Ourselves, and um, That's the Way the World Goes Around, and Angel from Montgomery. I know, Angel from
0: Montgomery. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't, some guys I don't know their stuff very well, and then I go to listen to it, and I try, like when he died, I really did try.
1: You know. I went for it. (laughs) So okay, I'm like I'm trying to figure out the most uh the best way to say this without it sounding offensive cuz it's not meaning to. Um
0: offensive to me? No, to oh. to,
1: to to the to to John Prine. Um, cuz I I think he's an insanely talented lyricist. Um I have a hard time listening to his music straight through just because a lot of it is same key, yeah. same kind of timber. Yeah. Um very similar production and like very light production a lot of times yeah. and stuff. So it's easy to just kind of like like just kind of want to change it up you yeah. know um and so i've i've i like hearing like one or two of his songs in a mix of something else and then kind of go back to it yeah. um so but what's really cool about his music i realize especially as a female vocalist is that um because he kind of just does everything very very similar and i i had a conversation with somebody recently i, I was like i had telling them i had a hard time listening to him and to guy and to like towns back when I first, they first right, kind of right. came yeah, into yeah, my yeah, life yeah, as yeah, music yeah, yeah. and it wasn't because I didn't respect or appreciate their sure, music. Sure. It's cause it's, yeah. very, it can be very yes, flat. Yes. Right. And apparently that was actually very much on purpose, which I didn't realize Yeah, it's something I'm kind of learning about the style of that, t- of that time. Uh, yeah. Um, but what makes it really <laughs> cool <laughs> is when you, when you take that, that music and you, you know, you change the key of it, um and espe- like and that hence the especially as a female vocalist but i i think you, you know it doesn't matter who you are but if you sing it in a different range than he does or they do and then you bring that up into like where maybe you you're switching into head voice and coming back down again or you're you're completely changing the way that the song is played the actual song itself then shines through i think in a way, way. so it's like really really great material to cover it's just that I don't necessarily want to go back and listen to it as much as I want to play it. If that right. sounds weird, but no, uh, that, not
0: at all. That's my that's but, my exact thing. I was just about to say that that like what you just said is the is the are the words of a very experienced musician. I feel like there's uh, there's a lot of wisdom that I feel like you picked up real fast.
1: Well, that I think that's kind of I I've known for a long time that I like generally to cover male vocalists, okay. and and that I've found. Um, and that I have found like songs that I didn't expect to love just by trying them in different keys. Um, and so I know that about at least myself in music. And so I, and I just noticed it more recently with, especially with his, cause you know, Dave called me and was like, do you want to join this thing? And I was like, sure. He's like, well, what songs do you know? I was like, let me get back to you. And so I like, literally listened to maybe 30 of his songs and then picked out maybe eight that I really liked yeah. or thought I might really yeah, like. Yeah, and yeah. then I fucked around with the keys yeah. on all of them. Yeah. And like clocks and spoons was one that came out that I didn't expect to fall in love with. But as soon as I changed the key on it, I was like, Oh, I love this song. Yeah. Um, and so it happens. It's happened so many enough times now um, that I'm like, okay, I know this is a fun trick yeah. to like play with and stuff. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'm such a junkie for uh, melody like song wise. And Mm. then like, as far as like listening to records, I'm like a production junkie. And those Mm. records are like the antithesis of what I'm looking for. (laughs) Like sometimes I don't care what somebody's saying with lyrics. Honestly, I don't. Yeah. As long as I'm, I'm getting a vibe and I'm, uh, to me, you can say more, like a picture says a thousand words to me, like a killer melody. Mm speaks more than the words that you could write in the space of that man you know what i'm saying yeah. like no, sometimes I do. that you know i do
1: because i'm i it's funny because i i i write lyrics first because mm-hmm. i always, i've always written and got <laughs> no USL, I, yeah. <laughs> I was
0: gonna ask you that because i i there was was a song were there lyrics of your song on one of your things You can see on SoundCloud, right? Oh,
2: uh,
1: I think I I think I may have put some of them. Okay, yes. And and there was
0: one that I was like, it's so weird. It doesn't seem like you wrote those lyrics to the song. You wrote the song to the lyrics.
1: Oh right, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, that, no, that's that's exactly ninety percent of the time. <clears throat> that's what happens because um, I, since I was little, I've always been writing, and so I wrote in journals, I wrote poetry, I wrote really bad songs, but it was always lyrics first, and I, I always have the cadence in my head. So, really? it's, or I'll have the idea of the style of song, but the melody is almost never there. Um, and sometimes I've had to take a really long time for the song to get finished because I had a hard time adding the melody.
2: Yeah,
1: um, but. The, um, uh, la, 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 la. Oh my gosh. ADD. Where'd it go? Um.
0: But the lyrics.
1: The lyrics. Melody. Yes. But before that, we, it was John Prime to that and I forgot Melody
0: I, and production is what I was saying. Um, production. Guess, oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
1: thank you. Yeah. So it's, you know, when I listen to music uh, 90% of the time, I don't, I have some of my favorite songs. I still don't know the
2: lyrics to <laughs>
1: Cause I I just get so wrapped up in the sound of it yeah. that the song's over I'm like what the what the hell was that about I forgot like and I, I literally have to sit there and force myself to read the lyrics and yeah. not get swept away in it again sure. and sometimes that takes multiple times um, and I think the lyrics inform the feeling of a song even if you don't know it yeah of course but I've I'm I'm the same as you I, I think I think the feel and the melody and the, the of a song is to me even but that seems very you know kind of almost ironic for somebody who doesn't who writes lyrics first to think that way but uh, that's the way it goes
0: yeah yeah that's how, John songs, <laughs> that's yeah. how elton john's songs song <laughs> <are. laughs> that's how elton songs song that's how elton john's songs are that he has to get those lyrics from uh bernie taupin and then he just kind of makes a song out of it
2: mm. okay yeah, yeah that's right
1: yeah yeah it's kind of crazy but yeah elton like i mean i love his music um, but yeah, you
0: can tell when he wasn't there though. What's that? You can tell when, but there was a time when Bernie split for a while, like they split.
2: Mm. When, when was that?
0: In the eighties. In the eighties. Like, a. you will never know what it's like. Oh, like we <laughs> just like us. Like that, that, that Elton. <laughs> I
1: think, I will say, I think Elton was one of the few people who I do hear the lyrics.
0: Yeah. They're he, great. Cause
1: I just, I, it's probably
0: 70s, the, the piano songs, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, one of my, I, I like, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's is, like, one of my favorite yeah. songs of all time. I just love that song. And it's, like... And I knew those lyrics pretty early on, which is unusual for me. Um, but it just... It, his voice just comes through so poignantly. Like, you just need pick it up really easily, I think. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: I remember that song, Someone Saved My Life Tonight, came out mm. when I was, like, maybe, like, six or seven. Mm. And it wasn't until, like, I was, like, older that I found out what it was about. But that song used to, like, the... You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, butterflies are free to fly, fly away, fly away. I was like, this is just something's wrong here. And I found out that he wrote that song when he was trying to kill himself, and someone walked in. But the funniest thing is the story of the guy that walked in, his friend that like saved his life. I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was somebody that was pretty famous. They were huh. like, they were, you know, Elton John's telling the story, and he's like, I was gonna, you know, gas myself in my own house. And the guy's like, yeah, I walked in and he had put like a velvet pillow in the oven. <laughs> what? It was like totally Elton. Like he was he was like all class. Like a nice purple velvet pillow to kill himself in. in that, his, what's, like, what's, not what's, something soft to put his head that off that while feels he dies. Like,
1: uh, Nathan, what's his face's character from the
0: right? Yeah, totally.
2: He's like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, 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 he puts his head in the oven with the velvet pillow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I wonder if they got that from, like, an Elton story. Oh, like, the writer might have heard that. Because that's have. really funny. Um, uh, <laughs> there was something I was going to ask you, and I was waiting to do. Oh, this is, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you if you would sing to this.
2: Uh-oh.
0: Hold, on. Hold on. It's going to get good. Okay.
2: Twinkle little star. Okay. I wonder you <laughs>
0: i don't
2: remember that, the lyrics
0: though. I, just I just can't get, get enough i just can't get, get enough i, get get enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that band
2: that's
1: <laughs> i was like oh my god so, and i'm terrible at lyrics this is my problem yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I don't. know the words of that song. Uh, we we have to learn it for Skyrocket. It's on the list.
1: Oh, I see. I've
0: been thinking about it and listening to it.
1: Okay, got it. It's was that, really was that, was good. that my tryout? <laughs> Did I fail
0: <laughs> in the band? Yeah, you'll never make
1: it. I'll never make it.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You very well could. We're always that. Trish needs a sub. There's a lady in the band. She doesn't. They, there hasn't been a person mm-hmm. actually. Jane Ellen Bryant was someone that I suggested years oh, ago. Cool, awesome. but I feel like uh, I don't. I don't know why they didn't. I think she didn't want to not play at that point. Like, she was like, oh, I don't want to sub now. Mm. It's tough, man. We've been doing this for a long time. Sometimes we play a lot. Like, yeah. a lot.
1: And that's amazing how long y'all been going, though. They're
0: really long shows. Yeah. Like, you know, the shortest ones are two and a half hours.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's anyway. fun, though. I, I mean, there's so much great, fun music for that. Yeah. I mean, that's... I I love it. I don't listen to it as much as I... I feel like i i should considering how much i love it what know? do you do on friday friday um well at four ish i'll be playing at in a jam down by the river fest
0: oh, okay um, you'll be out there
1: i'll probably be out okay. there
0: we're doing like. this party at q2 stadium oh cool and they were like hey will you invite some people
1: <laughs> that would, would
0: be on a guest list because it's like a oh, it's like cool. a it's it's a fundraiser for something but they wanted some cool people at the thing
1: oh nice and I um, if, if Fulbright wasn't playing later I'd probably yeah, no I'd probably problem film, but I want to go see him play thank uh, you though next no, that's time all right. I'd love to so I actually once I get once I drive back from Canada because I'm driving up to Canada on Monday uh, and then back down again on the west coast and when I get back which is probably around the 1st of December I'll probably spend a month or two hanging out in Austin um, so I can build out a van and try to just get some gigs and take a breath before I go out and do my crazy thing again. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dude, I have really, this has been great.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having I me. I like you. You're really cool. Thanks.
0: And, uh, we should do some shows together. I would love to. I that. love playing. Yeah. I do well in Houston. I haven't been there about on my own since before the pandemic.
1: Oh yeah. Well, let's. Do, I, oh no, oh, that's I not don't...
0: true. I just lied to you. That's okay. I've played a I couple of shows you. at Rockefellers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was I was trying to think of doing something either like at Mucky Duck mm-hmm. or at the Big Top. Yeah. Or uh talking to them about the backyard.
1: Yeah, the backyard's great.
0: Is have you played back there?
1: Um, I have been to a couple shows there. I, I was at I did I we were supposed to be outside for the mother's wait, hold on. We were supposed to be outside for the Mother's Day bash in the backyard and landed up going into the Continental on that Sunday of Mother's Day. So I didn't actually play the backyard, but I did do the, um, uh, did do big top with a couple other artists. It was good. It was great. It's a really fun vibe in there. I really like it. I mean, I love, all the places i played, played um, in Houston, which aren't a ton yet, but they're big top inside the Continental, mocky Duck, and then there's a, a motorcycle shop that I like to play at called Will Smith's. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. They're not technically a music venue, but they are amazing and sweet people, and I like to go play in there because I love motorcycle shops.
2: And what it makes was feel good. Helios? God, name Is that it. a thing? Helios, Helios. Was it something uh,
0: else? Did it change the name? something. Avant Garden? Oh, oh. Is that a place? Avant Garden, yeah. On Westheimer, uh-huh. I think? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to play there. Mariana is is the lady.
1: So I know they're, they do a lot of weddings there now. I know. Okay. It's an event
0: place. It's not. It is,
1: but they, but no, they, I mean, they're still a running bar. They still do. um, Well, I hope they're still able to do the drag shows um, and uh, which are awesome.
0: She seemed like she would keep the drag shows. Yeah. 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 Just pretty adamant. Yeah. yeah. Good.
1: Um, Lefty. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. I've been to two of them there, and they're incredible. They're so good. Um, but they I I would assume that because they're also doing like the, the drag shows, and then they have like the bar that they would probably still do live music. Hmm. I'm still figuring out all the places in Houston. There's it's it's I, a weird space. To, the city is difficult. There was a place
0: yeah. I talked to. I remember in 2019, mm-hmm. or it might have been like honestly, it might have been like in February of 2020.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
0: dating a girl that lived like downtown there. And we just go walk around. There's that pawn shop place that's a bar downtown.
2: Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh is
1: it is it Houston spelled backwards? No. No N O S T U O H Oh, not suo
0: maybe. I think that's I've it. heard of that place though. Because you to walk play in there. and
1: it kind of feels like a weird art shop kind yeah. of thing, and there's this little bar in the back left corner. Right. That place is awesome. I would love to do a show there. It would be really fun. Yeah, let's yeah. forget
0: you do you know Trish cramplet
1: that name sounds so She's a great familiar.
0: songwriter that lives down in Houston. Oh. I've always wanted to do something with her, too. Her Maybe name. the three of us could do a show. Yeah. All That'd right, we'll so figure fun. it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know her name somehow.
0: Probably from playing. Yeah. She's out there.
1: Yeah. That's probably it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Is there anything I'm missing? People can find you on SoundCloud. I'll put the links to it. I'll put your bands yeah. in town link. Thank you. And uh yeah. La Marais.
1: La, a Lamare. Lamare. Yeah. So I say if you if you Lamare. Do, if you do the the easiest way to remember, yeah. my uncle came up with this, who's very Italian. Okay. Um, he goes <laughs> I hadn't seen him in months. And he's just like and I was like, Uncle Gerard and he's like you know what I was just thinking? <laughs> I, was like, well, I was like, What were you thinking, Uncle Gerard? He goes, When the moon it's your I like a big pizza pie, that's Lamare. 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 All right. <laughs> so it means the ocean. Lamare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Nothing else.
1: Um I would say yeah so Bands in Town is where I post the Town, upcoming yeah. shows. I'll put the
0: link to that in Thank the text you. of this podcast and everything. Yeah.
1: And then if you know people going up and down the West Coast or whatever um, <laughs> or people who host house shows let them know that I'm really nice and I don't eat all the food in the fridge. So.
0: That's Lamare.
1: <laughs> That's Lamare. <laughs>
0: um
2: one more time. <laughs> <laughs> all right get talking to you, <laughs> you breathe Thank out you. all the
0: Gang, that was Anna Lamare. I had such a great time talking to her. Don't forget that you can see us play in Houston Sunday, December 17th at Shoeshine Charlie's Big Top Lounge. Go to continentalclub.com backslash Houston for tickets and go to her bands in town because she's playing all the time right now. If you live in Canada, if you live in the in the Northeast, she'll be back in the south uh in December, playing shows in Austin, Houston, wherever. All right. So uh I would go to the 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 link tree that I put in the text of this podcast and, and you can follow her. All right. I want to thank Anna for doing the show. Great conversation with her. I'm looking forward to our show on the 17th gang. Don't forget when you're out there looking up Anna's stuff online, you can subscribe to this podcast, wherever does you find podcasts, be it Apple podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, overcast, ask your Alexa to do it. Ask your Google to, to do it. You know, be like, Hey, play. How did I get here by Johnny Gowdy? Come on, man, please let's do it. Subscribe. Like us. Leave us some stars. Have a great week, whatever it is you're doing. Let's get down.
2: It brings me to my knees. I can hear the trumpet soar. It makes me want you more. legs on the levee's height The sweetest love will last you through the night